Hello and thanks for joining me for Tui's News, the podcast. Another week, I'm Barry Tui and we're here courtesy of the Newcastle Herald, your one-stop shop for news and sport in Newcastle and the Hunter. And if you're not a subscriber or you don't buy the paper, then uh, do yourself a favour and sort that out. Uh, we're also here, obviously, um, thanks to our major sponsor, West Group, who can continue to sp- support us. And as always, alongside me is uh, Tech Wiz and the master of the megabytes, <laughs> <laughs> Simon McCarthy. How are you, Simon? Yes, I'm good, Pass. How are you? <laughs> Very well, mate. The master of the megabyte. I've got master no idea megabytes. what a megabyte is, but um, it sounds like I know. Yeah, it's like uh, it's it's. You don't know either, do you? It, I'd look, it's it's a bunch <laughs> of smaller stuff. <laughs> it's lots of bytes, obviously. Yeah, lots of bytes. Yeah. Ten, yeah. more than ten, probably. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this week, look, we're having a spell this week from the uh, from the Twitter mailbag. We'll have the week off the Twitter ma- mailbag, but we'll definitely be back to answer your questions uh, next week on next next week's episode. And our guest, well, our guest this week, um, it'd be a good trivia question, actually, our guest this week, because he's won three premierships, or he won three premierships with the Knights in three different grades coming through uh, the system back in the day. Um, Yeah, that might stump a few locals who wouldn't have known that. And he's a local boy, uh, one of the many local boys that the Knights have <coughs> discovered and nurtured um, over the years, obviously. Um, yeah, so after this, we're going to be chatting with Troy Fletcher. We're we recording this. There he is. Renault. Hey, Phil. Hey, Buzz. Are we on? Are we recording? You're ready for us, are you? Hey, mate, if you're ready, we can call me back. Oh, we are sort of recording, but I've I'm, I'm got a little intro to read first before... Uh... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and our guests this week, Knights Prop, Daniel Safiti, Nathan Ross, Jared Mullen, Anthony Seabold, Jaden Braley. It's a great privilege to have uh, Tim Zhu, Mark Hughes. Hello, Hughesy. Mitchell Pearce, the greatest knight of all time. Paul Harrigan, good morning. Kurt Gidley, welcome to the podcast, kids. The one and only Kirk Reynolds. And hello, Reno. Mate, I've been waiting my whole life for this, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> now our guest today is uh well he's a former former newcastle knight he played 89 top grade games with the knights and as i suggested earlier he's he's a premiership winner three times in three different grades uh big welcome troy fletcher how are you fletch yeah i'm very well barry yourself very well mate very well now uh, obviously you're a local boy so you're still in Newcastle what are you doing with yourself these days because you you're just about to turn 50 aren't you Fletch I'm sorry to give that away yeah, but mate. Um, you are just about to turn 50 yeah 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 a little over a month um, turn 50 but yeah still in Newcastle mate I, I live out at uh, Marks Point I grew up in uh, the Belmont area so the apple hasn't fallen too far from the tree and um uh, I present work uh, down at Chain Valley Colliery, down at the, the bottom of the lake. Okay, um, so underground you're underground, yeah. So how yeah. long have you been doing that, mate? Uh, about uh, about 11 years or so now. Okay. Yeah, 11, 12 years, yeah. So uh, what, are, what, what are we talking, you, how, how how long are you working, what, what are your working days? Are they long uh, days? Uh, yeah, uh, 12 hours shifts, mate. Uh, they're not too bad. Uh, it's a, a pretty pretty good roster, I've got to say, I think, anyway. 
and it's reasonably close to home. You know, it's only half an hour travel. Um, I sort of do a, a seven day fortnight, um, so yeah, it's not too bad at all, mate. Do you ever get used to? Are you comfortable working underground? Oh yeah, you, you, you get used to it. Every, yeah, same as every situation. I think, mate. After after a little while, you it's just second second nature. Um, yeah, you always got to have a, a bit of um, caution, I, I would say. But um, yeah. You know, you do become a little blase. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, there's lots of lots of footballers are, are minors. Are you you um, concerned about where the industry is going from a job point of view? What's your? Oh, yeah. Look, look. Um, you know, I, I think it's uh, everyone takes for um, that the industry is going to end. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, it should see my working life out. But in saying that, too, uh, I really think um, you know. The, the larger companies and the government need to start um, creating a, a, a sort of a transition um, for all those young blokes that are, are in the industry for when it does um, you know, it does fade out and does come to an end. Um, has you know, there, there, has there been any pro- talk of transitioning? Is, uh, is that is that uh, is that or has it just been talk and nothing else? Yeah, as far as I can tell at this stage, there's a lot of talk, um, not much action. But mm. um, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful uh, the, the next couple of years um, that yeah, there's some things that start to get put into place. Um, you know, as I say, mainly for the young fellas that are in the industry now, so as they've still got a, um, a reasonable and comfortable sort of life when the industry does come to an end. And, and also to be able to stay in the area because um, – I think uh, mining will continue up in Queensland for quite some time to come, but mm. around this area. Um, yes, might, might see it up. Yeah. Why, why, why is that, mate? Why, why are we on a you know the shorter life expectancy than what Queensland's on? Uh, Queensland's still developing um, a lot of new mines. Yeah, okay. Um, whereas there's just not the same uh, development of, of new mines down here at the same yeah, sort of right. Um, that, that's basically it. Well, the, the, obviously the drama at the moment is that power prices are going through the roof and, and we're all starting to get a bit, little bit worried about whether we're going to have power in, in, <laughs> in certain situations if we, uh, you know, if we transition away from coal too quickly. Um, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't want to cause any drama on the podcast here, but, I mean, if we if we transition too quickly without the without the alternatives in place, then um, things might get a little bit interesting. Uh, I, I think it is going to be a, a little interesting, Barry, you know, and uh, it may prove me wrong, mate. Uh, the government may have to uh, bite the bullet and keep the industry going for a bit longer, um, as you say. So there's no real um, pathway, it doesn't seem at the moment, um, for that transition. Um, I think everyone sort of takes it for granted that no, no one wants to ruin the world, and um, you know, I understand that um, the, the coal and carbon that needs to have a bit of a, a finite life. But when that is, um, it is so hard to say. There's no no distinct policy in place from the government. Yeah, well, we need to be sensible about the transition. That's for sure. Because, yes. Um, yeah, we can't go We can't go from one to the other without uh, there being you know some drama. And um, as I say, they need to probably phase it out at the right speed. To make, yes, make yeah. sure that we're all looked after. All right, mate. Let's yeah. let's talk about yeah. your footy. You mentioned yeah, you're from that area. You're a, a Lakes Junior, Lakes United Junior. 
Yeah, mate, I had a, a couple of years at Lakes. I was pretty late started with foot, football. Um, I played soccer up until um, I was 18. Oh, okay. So you um, never played league prior to that? Um, no, no, I played in a couple of school sides, but uh, never of a weekend. Um, my uh, my mum wouldn't let me. Uh, I was too small, <laughs> oh, and uh, the game was too rough. Yeah, so um, yeah, I played uh, played soccer, um, played uh, a fair bit of rep soccer, you know, with uh, Lake Macquarie sides and um, Northern New South Wales and that, okay. that type of thing. Um, and then, yeah, uh, as I say, I was eighteen and. Uh, Sort of came to a point. I was able to go and play footy, make some decisions myself. And I was just about to say, um, you got to eighteen, and that meant that mum couldn't force you to do anything. So you um, decided to to play rugby league. Would you were you always interested in maybe playing at some point? Oh mate, that's I only ever followed league. Okay, yeah, I, I um I I couldn't tell you a bloody soccer player's name um, <laughs> even when I was playing it. You know, yeah, league was always my interest. Um, or you know, of an afternoon, um, sort of playing with other kids in the street and at school and that type of thing. It was it was always league. Um, it was never playing soccer. Yeah. Um, or developing those skills. Skills. I was always yeah very very much interested in league. And um, yeah, I was I was fortunate. Uh, went to uh, Lace United in, in under eighteen. So we got beat by West in the grand final. Um, and then uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to um, get asked to trial for what was under 19's jersey flag back then. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I sort of got put into the summer training squad. Um, yeah, a, a huge number of blokes were in that. And, um, yeah, I was successful in, in gaining a start in, in that um, that squad the next year. And we, we went on to... Uh, to win the comp, um, ninety-two. Uh, yeah, a couple of teammates for uh, Scotty Conley, who also played um, first grade at the Knights, and and of course Andrew Johns, he was our um, he was our halfback back then, yeah. and uh, you know, already showing signs of his greatness. So w- physically, when did you um, you, you mentioned your mum thought you were too small? When physically, when did you um, sort of develop enough to? Oh. Yeah, that that was uh, when I got into the night system. Really, I, I started as a winger. Um, you know, in that under nineteen side, I was a win- winger. Um, I slowly got uh, bigger and slower, and just made, made my way, um, <laughs> made my way into the uh, the forward pack. Sort of went you know, from winger to centre, um, you know, lock, second row, and I was you know, in between uh, front row and second row when I, when I finished up. Yeah, so, finished up. So were you a winger in that 1992 Premiership winning yeah. team? Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. great. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not a very fast one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. So you, they, they gradually, as you say, you would have, I suppose you would have started doing some weights for the first time ever. Um, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and put some beef on. Well, mate, you, you um, 92, the flag grand final, 95, New South Wales Cup um, premiers. And I think you you had some teammates there too. Scotty Conley was followed yep. you, followed your career a little bit because he was a teammate. Darren Albert, uh, I think Billy Peden played in that that uh, ninety five premiership winning team, and Crowy Stephen Crow was Stephen in that Crow. T- team as well. Yeah, um, there was a young Matty Gidley um, on, on the bench. Um, I think Alan Craigie was it in that team. The two Kamali boys. Oh wow! Um, uh, Andrew Tangata Tower, uh, Timmy Madison. 
Uh, Massey Chapman, yeah, that, that was. Mate, that was a no a, wonder you won really, the comp. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> a really good turn. Cronulla were um, um, our opponents, and they were they were very strong. I think they'd made the last three or four grand finals in that grade, um, and they'd won a couple. Um, yeah, and we're, we're fortunate enough to uh, to get away with the win, but um, yeah, it was it was a really good turn. So it was a good good mix of. Um, younger felt like we, we were all so young, you know. Yeah. We're only sort of 20, um, 2021, 20, you know, as I say, kids and that they're only 18, 19. Um, and you know, we had a couple of we could, they were senior blokes, but at senior, they were still only 23, 24. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and yeah, you know, Peter Sharp was coach. I was going to say, Sharpie um, would have been coach. Yep, he was also the coach of that uh, under-19 side when we won it. Um, Trivia coach and fellow Peter Sharp. Now, our, um, his little offside, Mick Quinn, uh, is the manager for both those sides as well. Okay. Um, Winnie, they, yeah. they, were, they were a terrific co- combination, mate. Yeah, they, they really they, they brought us on, developed us on, not only football-wise, but uh, as men uh, as well. They were, um, they were great. Great people to have in that stage of our lives. Well, it obviously, didn't take you too long to um, develop your league skills, um, given the fact that you didn't play any footy until you're 18, and you would have only been, you know, early 20s at that stage. So, it didn't take you long to pick it up. Yeah, look, I, I think I was um, pretty fortunate, uh, Barry. You know, I can still remember an, another good. Yeah. You know, we had some terrific coaches in there at the Knights. They really got into the nitty-gritty and, and could explain technical aspects and, and um, yeah, you, you knew what your job was. Yeah. Um, and I, I still remember too, Rob, Rob Chu, he was my coach in uh, 21s and he was another uh, terrific coach and a terrific bloke um, to sort of meet at that, that stage of my life. But, um I can remember Chewy saying to me once, and the penny didn't drop, but it did a little while later. And he said to me, Do you know the easiest way to get um, picked in a team? And I said, Oh, yeah, mate, you know, play the ball quick and do this and do that and blah, blah, blah. And he was shaking his head, no. And I said, Oh, you know, kick chase and buddy chase from marker and put pressure on kicking, no. I said, Well, how? And he said, Do what the coach says. And I looked at, <laughs> I looked at him. I thought, yeah, yeah, but what what he was saying, Barry, um, there, there was because I was so raw. Um, the coach would just give they give me a, a specific job as they give every other team member. Yep. And, but a lot of blokes had played footy and they saw other opportunities, um, so they wouldn't particularly get to the part of the field the coach wanted to get them to get the team to for to set up for a play or whatever. They'd see something different and run their own race. Whereas that advice from Chewy, do what the coach says. Like if the coach wanted me to run into a brick wall, I'll run into a brick wall. He can't drop me the next week because yeah. I've done this. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you know, it, it was. Very, it sounds very basic and simple, but the the, the coaching techniques and everything back then, uh, they were tremendous. Um, I was very fortunate to get in that system. Um, I, I think I was also fortunate, Baz, that uh, Super League came along and um, sort of thinned out the, the numbers, yeah. you know, two comps. Um, so opportunities presented themselves that um, 
may not have if that uh, comp didn't come along. So, yeah, I consider myself quite fortunate. Well, you mentioned, um, you know, coaches giving players a job to do and, and making it pretty simple. I would have thought that Craig Bellamy's coaching career is probably based on that, on what Chewy was talking about to you, mate. Uh, I, I think so, yeah. You, you look at yeah. It's quite evident with those Melbourne teams. They know what their job is yeah. and they just go there and do their job. Do their job individually and the team succeeds from it. Um, yeah. What about it, it, what about Super League, mate? Did you um, Were you ever contacted about maybe playing for the Mariners? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Buddy, uh, yeah, as with all players there, a uh, bit of a funny story actually. Uh, Rob Finch was yeah. – um, yep. he was – grade uh, coach at the time and he went over to um, the Super League anyway I went over and uh, had a yak to him and um, I, I was made an offer and I knew of players that um, and, you know I was playing reserve grade and whatnot and I knew of players that hadn't reached that level that had been offered more um, and so I, I, I stood my ground and uh, and Finchie, <laughs> Finchie being Finchie, he called the spade a spade. He threw the contract over the table and he said, mate, just sign it because you're not going to play first grade as long as my ass points to the ground. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyway, I, uh, I didn't sign it and it, it, it put a bit of fire in my belly. Um, yeah. I went away back and, and, uh, and stayed with the Knights. Um, yeah, yeah a, little, a little bit more incentive. Um, to get in there and train a bit harder, work a bit harder and, and, and try and prove him wrong. Yeah. Which you did. And did you remind him of the fact that you did prove him wrong at any point or you haven't run into him since maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. I, um, <laughs> uh, it was actually years later um, you know, when his young bloke, we played against his young bloke down at um, Canberra and uh, his young bloke came up with an error that was crucial in the game and um, yeah, probably – wasn't real, real good by me, but uh, I um, give him a bit of a serve, and I said, "And tell your old man I'm out here playing first grade." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, Flash. That's fantastic, mate. 1996. It didn't take you long to play first grade because you made your debut in in uh, in 1996. You end up playing what 11 games uh, yeah. that, that season, and then the following year, I think you. And that was the 1997 season. I think you might have only missed one game all year, um, and and played in the grand final. Uh, a, a dream come true. You must shake your head and think, well, how, you know, how was I involved in that? Given that four or five years ago I was still playing soccer. Hundred percent, Baz. I still remember my um, debut uh, vividly. It was against um, the Bulldogs at um, Belmore, um, and I was actually, I was pretty crook, <clears throat> excuse me, I had the flu le- leading into it and I didn't go to training for a couple of days and um, Peter Sharp came round to my home uh, to see how, how I was feeling. He was still our reserve grade coach and I said to him, mate, I, I don't think I'll be able to play. I, I, I'm going to pull out, you know. And he just said, mate, go and play. You may never get another chance. Yeah. And uh, I said, yeah, right. So I ended up, uh, you know, first grade travel, um, uh, before the the day before the game, stayed overnight. Reserve grade at that stage always used to travel on the day. Yep. Um, I went down with reserve grade, and yeah, uh, but then up playing, and yeah, we got beat. But um, it, it was yeah funny because Bulldogs were my team growing up. I was a uh, Bulldog supporter. Okay. So, uh, one uncanny that I, I made my debut against them, and 
Mate, as for the grand final, like um, that, yeah, it was just a, a whirlwind sort of um, period. Uh, I I can recall uh, going into, um, yeah, that going down, yeah, everyone talks going down on the bus. And, yep. But uh, um, I, I, in my mind, I had no pressure whatsoever on me, and I didn't think the team did. Yeah, you know, we we were fortunate to get there. The the tackle the week before by Darren Albert. Yep. On, I think it was Matty, Matty Sears. Yep. Um, the last couple of the seconds of the final, by by rights we 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 shouldn't have been there. And so we we had no pressure on us. We you can go out there and all you had to do was try your best, and and, and the town was going to support you um, no matter what, no matter what the result. But um, so. Yeah, I remember not not feeling any pressure and just thinking I'm just going to go out here, do my best, and and have fun, um, and and, and lap it up. Um, and that I've also got to say that I I honestly thought like the night before the game, um, we had a couple of meetings. We had one meeting in particular, all the players, and um, you know, there, there was quite a bit of emotion in that room, but. Mm. Uh, I remember walking out of there and Matty Johns was skipping around. He was saying, we've won, we've won. <laughs> um, and I, I, I sort of had the same feeling. I just thought, yeah, we're, we're going to win this. It's not, not going to be a drama because um, so, everyone was so committed. Yeah. That, um, that, that was why you thought you were going to win because you just got the feeling that it, it meant so much to everyone? Yep. Every, mate, everyone was... One hundred percent in, physically mm. and mentally, they were. Yeah, you know, we weren't going to walk off that field with, with anything left. Um, and look, then it's a grand final. At the end of the day, if you give if you give that a hundred percent and get beat, the other team's just better. Um, you know, you're at that 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 stage of the comp. Um, yeah, the, and I, I guess that's what what it was. You know. I knew everyone would just give a hundred percent, wouldn't leave anything um, behind. And look, yeah, we, we scraped home in the end, but um, <laughs> it, could gone, it could have gone either way. You know, they were two very good teams. Well, you you started off the bench. You were, Scotty Conley um, was alongside you again on the bench. Lee Jackson, yep. Crowey was on the bench. Um, you had a you had a on paper you had a great side, but. So did Manly, and Manly had won what eleven or twelve of the last encounters, and they'd beaten beaten you guys pretty co- comprehensively only a few weeks ago in the yeah. du- during the semi final. So th- there wasn't a whole lot of um, well, there was no one in, down in Sydney anyway amongst anyone predicting you got you guys would win. Um, obviously, we you had the had the town behind you, the city behind you, and massively, and there was a whole lot of support down there. But as you say, you weren't weren't really feeling the pressure of it all and, and the team played like that because you were behind in quite a, a well, a long period of the game. You were behind. The whole game. Yeah, the yeah. whole game until the last try, actually. So, yeah, um, yeah it, that, that pressure, that fact that – and it happened again in 2001 when when Parramatta were the raging hot yep. favourites. You, you went yep. into the game without any sort of pressure on you at all. Yep, yep. It's uh, – look – Expectation is the uh, the hardest thing to live up to, and um, and when there's no expectation, it, it yeah it does become easier to achieve, I believe. 
Well, mate, you went into the game with a bit of a lucky charm too, didn't you? Um, that not too many Knights fans probably know about. You actually um, had your toenails painted red and blue. <laughs> yeah, I've got, got three sisters. They were uh, doling themselves up, you know, the week leading into it. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the nail polish went a bit bit too far, I think. <laughs> I covered the old toenails. It certainly wasn't getting on the fingernails, but at least I could hide the toenails. But, Did uh, any of the boys yeah, see you put your socks on and realise what I, you'd done? <laughs> I've got to say, I can't recall. Yeah, yeah. I really can't recall. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I was trying to keep it hidden, mate. <laughs> 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 it wasn't really something I wanted to advertise before. Eh? <laughs> uh, good stuff. Well, mate, I, I, and I don't know how many times you've watched the grand final back. I've watched it, I don't know, probably half a dozen times uh, in full. Again, maybe the highlights, a few more than that. But um, I've got to say, it was probably your greatest game in the red and blue with is that yeah. how you feel about yourself i mean the, uh, you... yeah yeah look it, it was a it was a it was a big game and uh, I, I was yeah pre- pretty reasonably happy with um how i ended up going but as i say Barry, it was just in, in my head the whole time it, it was just effort you know it just had to keep showing up keep doing your job um the, the, the tide will turn, you know, we'll get this. That, that was sort of my, my mindset through through all of it. And, uh, yeah, it was the last game of the season. Um, you can put everything into it. You've got, you got no tomorrow. So, yeah, I don't know, mate. I, I was pretty fortunate. I've got, I've got a fair bit of game time um, too, Look, it, um, which certainly helped. Um, it, it helps you get into a bit of a, bit of a rhythm. Yeah, when you're coming off the bench and, you come on, you might only come on 15, 20 minutes stint, you're off again and then you're on. And, yeah, it's hard, hard to get in the rhythm of the game. I, I played, I don't know, near 30 minutes of the second half. And, yeah, so I was able to find a bit, a bit of a rhythm. But also by that stage, mate, a lot, a lot of the, um, the softening up had been done. You know, um, Chief, in, in that first 15, 10, 15 minutes of that game, he really set the foundations Um for all us forwards, and showed us, you know, what was needed and what what it, what we had to do, the ferocity we had to take into the game. Um, him and Butts, you know, they, they really set a, a, a solid platform, and I think they rattled a, a, a couple of the um, mm. the forwards, um, which obviously um, allowed us to uh, to um, yeah get a bit more room to move. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, what what sort of an inspiration was was Chief because he he's uh, what he's about four four years older than you, but he's also a Lakes came through the Lakes yeah. system. So you when you were playing when you were eighteen, I suppose Chief was already gone. But he he's he's um, his influence. What what sort of an inspiration and influence was he on on you guys? Um, mate, I, I've got to say, him and um, Mal together, Mal really the coach. Yep. Were, they were, um, yeah, they, both of them were just um, so inspiring. They, they were great leaders, unbelievable leaders. Um, yeah, both as, as tough as anything. Um, both happy to to take on the hard, do the hard work, and and, and lead the way, um, no matter the situation. You know, and. But for yeah, I was a young man, sort of in that side, and not real big physically. But uh, the confidence that um, those two 
uh, sort of gave me was incredible. You know, I, I knew I could. Uh, yeah, if I got into a bit of strife in the field, I knew Chief would be there. Chief and Butsy and Basile would be there and they'd have your back, you know. Um, I knew also if I sailed a bit close to the wind, um, yeah, that uh, Mal wouldn't get too upset with it. <laughs> uh, so that gives you, you know, a bit of confidence to get out there and, and be a bit niggly and a bit, uh, yeah, give blokes a bit of stick. And, and yeah, as I say, you've got, you got Big Chief standing by. That's a... Uh, it gives you a huge amount of confidence, mate. <laughs> have, have, have you come across anyone as competitive as Mel? Really? I mean, we talk, <laughs> we're, to, we're talking about a bloke that uh, was a fair, well, a reasonable age at the time. That um, whenever there was a challenge with you blokes, you know, off the field, in the gym, whatever, he just took it upon himself to rise to the occasion. He, yep. he, and that sort of, I guess that sort of competitiveness, just forgetting about the toughness of the guy and, and everything else, but the competitiveness of him would have oh, rubbed off on you guys, surely. That, and that's it. Just, just his will, you know, his ability uh, sort of show you that physically didn't, didn't matter what you had, but mentally um, if you had that will and that strength, you could do whatever you wanted. That, that's really what, what he showed because that, that's, you know, it, the things he was doing, you look at him, he wasn't physically capable of doing it, yeah. but he was that mentally strong, determined. Um, he, uh, he just, yeah, he found a way to do it. And, and that sort of, that, that did pass on down through the time, you know, um, that the, the team had a lot of a lot of um, mental strength um, to to overcome uh, adversity. Um, I, I can still remember um, first uh, sort of bo- uh, ball work session we we're, were doing at the training when Mal was coach, and um, you know, physically his knees were terrible. He had a funny gait. He, 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 you know, he, he couldn't really run all that well. Anyway, and he, he's ran the ball up to the line. And I was, you know, we went in to sort of grab him and he, he was running towards me and he's like, take it easy on me, Fletch. Take it easy, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit old, you know. And I, I, I've gone in a bit half-hearted and he's just gone, crap. <laughs> Big elbow straight to the chin. You stupid <laughs> bastard. <laughs> he sucked you straight uh, in, mate. He got you a good uh, one. Buddy, I sucked me in and got me. And I... <laughs> And you didn't uh, yeah. never you never let it happen again, obviously. No, buddy, why? No way. Didn't take it easy on it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, good times. I mean, Robbie O. Davis was the Clive Churchill medalist and yep. and, a, and a worthy winner. But um, you were in yeah. the conversation, mate. So that's that's the sort of uh, impact. I know. I can clearly remember a, a big break you made in the second half, which almost turned the game um, in the Knights' yeah. favour. So. Wow. There was a lot of skill in that one too, Barry. If you have to look at it closely, it's a, it's an elbow to throat. Um, I think he's Gart, Gart, Gartner. Gartner, I mean, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, I've just it was unintentional. I was just running, yeah, and I got him an elbow to the throat, and that's how I got through the line. <laughs> was that? No fancy footwork or brute strength or anything. Oh like that. well, that's that's um, sounds like you're listening to the just, coach, uh, mate. It sounds like I mean, you're listening to the coach. Yeah, the coach. Up. I'm sure the coach would have had a smile on his face when it happened. Yeah, he, he probably did. Yeah, right <laughs> smile. He learned something. <laughs> yeah, no, good stuff. Now, now, mate. I think 
18 games. As I said, you played 89. You end up 89 top grade games. Uh, you played 18 games in the in the top grade in 98, and then it sort of slowed down to 2001 was your last season. Seven games. Yep. Um, yep. So you missed out on what would have been a, a double premiership. Tell us about yep. what happened at the death there for, in your yeah, career. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, no, I, 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 I had a, a couple of injuries, had a shoulder reconstruction and whatnot, I think, in 98, I think it was. Um, didn't really come back from it. Um, very strong and, yeah, slowly sort of went back into uh, reserve grade. I played a fair bit of uh, reserve grade in, in 2001, as you say, whatever it was, eight games or six games or something in first grade. But um, we, we um, that reserve grade side was a cracker too, Um we got knocked out in reserve grade in extra time of the final. Mm. So that, that year we could have had two teams, the top two teams in grand finals, um, which would have been an, an amazing um, sort of achievement for the club. But, yeah, reserve, you know, there, there was place in that, that reserve grade side, Kirk Gidley, Clint Newton, um, uh, Blake Quinn on the wing. Um, yeah, there, there was some young kids sort of coming through. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Some uh, young kids sort of come through and they play a fair bit of first grade uh, with the Knights. But um, yeah, first grade, you know, obviously made, made the grand final on that. And look, um, to uh, Hague's credit also, he did phone me leading into the week, um, being my last year, and said, you know, I, I was welcome to go and uh, travel with the team on extended bench. I, I, you know, Buckley's are playing, but uh, I was more than welcome to sort of tag along, but uh, I said to Hayes, you know, I'd had my time in the sun. I thought it was better that you take a young bloke and give him that experience, you know, someone that's going to be at the club for a few more years and uh, hopefully uh, inspire them to, um, you know, keep chasing premierships. Uh, yeah, so I didn't take up Hayes' offer and I have no real regrets about that. That's no, um, fantastic, man. No, it, was, um, it, it was another fantastic achievement for the club. Um, and, and the boys, you know, as I say, my, I, I was quite content. Um, I, I'd had my, my time in the sun and, yeah, my son was going down, but someone else's son was uh, coming over the horizon, mate, so they need to uh, start showing them. Yeah, fantastic. Because yeah. you, you actually played, I think, off the bench in, what, round 24 and round 25. So you were thereabouts. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. there was a, probably a couple of injuries. I think Paulie Marquette might have been injured and I think uh, Matty Parsons may have been injured too late in the season, but then there was a couple of injuries. But you still were obviously, as you say, as Hague's put it, part of the extended squad. So for you to give up that spot just for so he could take um, take a young bloke down there and, and give him that experience that you'd already had, um, yeah, that's fantastic, mate. Fantastic. Says a lot about yourself. Oh, yeah, mate. Look, yeah, the, the club's the most important thing, um, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I loved, loved the club. I, I still love the club. Um, the, I I have a lot of fond memories, and I, I'm very, very grateful for my time there and uh, the opportunities that were presented and, and the people I meet, the time, met, the times I've had, uh, the friends I've made from it, yeah. I'll be eternally grateful, mate. Well, your career didn't finish um, because you basically you went from from the Knights at the end of <coughs> two thousand and one. You you pulled the pin on on the club there, but you you um, you then um, 
Went to the West Rosellas as captain coach. Yeah, yeah. I had a few years back there, mate. They were, um, yeah, had a few good years, actually. Well, uh, you, you won two won premierships there. in 2002, I think, and, and maybe 2004. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, got knocked out in uh, 2003 in the final in extra time again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, mate, there was a couple of good years uh, back there. Um, well, you must very, have learned something from some coaches too, because um, uh, it's it's yeah. you know you you as I say you were captain coach, a, a double whammy as far as um, you know playing and coaching at the same time. So you obviously um, learnt some stuff along the way, mate. Oh yeah, as I say, when when I yeah started at the Knights, the the coaching in there all, all the way through, um, I had some fantastic coaches, mm. um, really. Really, you know, wonderful men, but uh, really good football brains, and and also the you know within the playing group too. Uh, Matty Johns was fantastic at, at breaking things down, explaining things into uh, into simple terms. Um, yeah, I, I learned a lot from a lot of people. Um, I'm not sure that I was able to uh, pass on um, that knowledge in a, in an eloquent way myself, but. Um, we, we got the job done a couple of times, and look, West is a very, um, very successful professional club, um, and yeah, that, uh, I, I was grateful for my time uh, there as well. Yeah, fantastic. Well, mate, you you um, you played alongside some pretty handy footballers. Obviously, Andrew Johns, um, being a a back rower, being able to um, just play outside of him. What um. What are your memories of Joey? And and obviously uh, you probably saw early on that he was going to be something pretty special. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too much with Joey. But uh, I can remember back in under nineteens, um, we used to um, train of a Sunday morning, um, eight o'clock up at Dudley, and um, we we do. A, a bit of ball work and that, and then Johnny Shoebridge would take us on a um, a run down around a go track in the bush, down to the beach, and, and back up. I don't know, it would have been about five or six k or something like that. And Joey would have done that run at least half a dozen times, still dressed in his jeans, going out in collared shirt from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> Probably straight straight uh, there from the night before, mate. I'd imagine. Hundred percent, mate. Yeah, yeah. He, he's love up. Lob up halfway through the ball work, you know, Sharpie would give him a spray and um, he'd finish the ball work session and then go running, you know, in his going out gear and he'd always come home in the top three or four just to prove Sharpie wrong. <laughs> yeah, hilarious, mate. What, um, a, what a great story. And, and then, um, look, he, he, he had the ability to make your job easier and that, that's what made him so special i think he made everyone else around him better players because he just simply made your job easier uh, I, yeah um, yeah but he but he you, did he did you mentioned he, he's, tra- he's training um he, he did work on everything i mean oh. it's not like it's not like i mean it did come natural to him obviously but it that, he, that he put he put the work in didn't he Oh, buddy, look, that natural ability will only get you so far. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, there, there'd be dozens of players at a similar age to Joey with similar talent 
that they didn't do the work, as you say. Mm. You know, it, it, that's that's where he went to another level. Um, he, the work he put into his, his game and um, you know, studying the game, physically preparing himself, and, and and the work with other players and kicks, and by the way, revolutionised things. Um, you know, bringing in banana kicks and spiral bombs, and yeah. All through, he, all out yeah. of practice, and his brother, his brother yep. was the same, mate. His brother had yes. probably less natural ability, um, yep. and and it was all he went as far as he went simply because of of the the work ethic as well. Yep, and, and that that they instilled in the players around them, and you know, and they they, they probably they learned a bit of that from the players before them. You know, your your, your chiefs and sards and um, yeah, you know, Robin. Max and blah blah blah. Yeah, it's just a, a line of you know you 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 could see people the the effort that they put into things and and how their game would grow. And so you just learnt you learnt that, that there was nothing there's nothing in life like hard work. No matter no matter what you do, whether you're a bloody a plumber, a lecker, a bloody coal miner, a footy player, if you put the work in, you'll get rewarded. Mm. Um, a strong believer in that. Well. It's been slim pickings for the club <laughs> over the last probably two decades, mate. So, um, and that's probably an, an area where the current players, I'm sure they're working pretty hard, but maybe they need to work a little bit harder and, and take a bit of a leaf out of the book of um, some of your era who um, just lived and breathed footy and, and uh, the results came, at, well, as a result of, of living and breathing it and and practicing and over and over and over again uh the results came so that maybe that's the the secret yeah yeah i don't don't know i'm way way too removed from it all now then the game has changed considerably but um yeah it's it is hard to watch but um i'm also confident that um the, the club will get back there um yeah there's it's just such a strong nursery um well, that's no. that's the key, isn't it? As far as um, oh, success in the future goes, is it's 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 the nursery and making sure that we uh, we do everything possible to get as many of those good young players to a level, you know, where they're going to succeed at, at at the in the NRL. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we spoke before Craig Bellamy in Melbourne. He he doesn't go out and buy two superstars. He develops them. Mm. Um, I think, yeah. You look at Panther, uh, Penrith's run at the moment, they've all developed, come through the system. That, that's there, there needs to be um, that, that pathway, that identification, the pathway, and the um, development of players. Because at the end of the day, too, I, I think um, to be a successful club, it, it's got to be more than just playing footy for money. Yep. You know, you, you've got to be strongly invested in that that club, that jumper, and, and what you're about. Um, and, the, and the town. That's it. That And that's what I mean, what you're about. You know, you've got to be about a lot, a lot more than just, um, you know, getting out there, having a, having a run with a bit of pig skin and getting paid for it. Yeah, it's got to mean something more to you. Well, it meant plenty to you, mate, and um, I've got to congratulate you on, on a, a fantastic career. Um, and even I didn't even realise that you – and it took so long to start playing the game. Um, <laughs> yeah, so and, and to achieve what you achieved 
um, and the pinnacle, obviously, the 1997 grand final. Uh, fantastic and, mate, great to catch up and, and uh, best of luck for the future. Best of luck for you. We've got something planned for the 50th, have you? What are you doing? No, nah, no, nothing planned, mate. Nothing? Um, no, nah, I, I, um, if I get to uh, 70 or 80, I might celebrate it because I never thought I'd get there. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there, mate. You'll uh, get there. Don't worry. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, thanks for your time, Barry. Um, yeah, it's good to catch up with you, mate. Love, and, uh, love the chat, Fletch. All good. Good on you, you buddy. Take care. You too, mate. Thank you. Bye. Bye. There he is, Troy Fletcher. What a great chat. Um. Fantastic fella, always was, always was a fantastic fella. But the fact that um, he achieved what he achieved, given his background, um, in amongst all the superstars, um, and if you've forgotten about Troy Fletcher, do a, do me a favour and go and watch that '97 Grand Final again, and and the influence he had on the game off the bench uh, was fantastic, and uh, some good advice there too about hard work and what you can achieve with it, uh, that every young player aspiring to be a Newcastle Knight in the future should be um, taking notice of. Okay, that's it for another week. Uh, we'll be back next week and we'll have the Twitter mailbag again next week, Simon. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, she'll be back on. And uh, I'll come up with another name for you as well. Probably. <laughs> Actually, we're getting a few... Few people sending stuff in in that regard. So. <laughs> I'm running out of space in the Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're aren't you joining that other thing that's not Twitter? Oh yeah, I'm on, on. I'm on Threads now. Oh, you're on yeah, Threads. Eh? Yeah, come and find me. Um, yeah. What's your? You got a handle? You have handles on Threads? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can search me, or um, I think the handles Journal Journals. So don't Journal ask me to spell journals. that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Very good. There we go. Come find me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks, mate. We'll uh, we'll be back next week with another edition. See you then.